Hello, everybody. Welcome back. We're back. I know we're back. It's another week. Episode number five of the Fantasy Cast, powered by Shocker Sports. I am your co-host, Lachlan McTagg, joined alongside, as always, with the other co-host, Ty White. Ty, how are you? All good? Oh, Lachlan, I'm fantastic. You know what? I, st- I In my own personal life, I'm starting to put fantasy football aside and just appreciate the Los Angeles Chargers. I mean, they have treated us to some beautiful games. What a friggin' win against Oakland on Monday Night Football. So that was my, that was my night. So last night. So, I mean, I, I couldn't be happier. How about yourself over there in Massachusetts? Life's good here. Um, we had a showcase this past weekend. We played four games in three days over the weekend. The boys went three and one. Should have gone four and oh, but, um, you know, tough, tough, uh, tough game there you know, on Saturday. But, you know, it's okay. Went came out with the three and one record. To start the season, uh, parents came down too, so it was it was nice to see them. They made the trip down uh, from Toronto, uh, so always always nice to see them. And uh, had a day off yesterday, or I guess Monday, <laughs> uh, which you know always always nice to have a day off, considering it's like my second day off of the season. Yeah. Um, you know, now that preseason's over, we're going to have some, we're going to have some days off now, like weekly, I'd say uh, after, after the weekend and, and, and whatnot, but yeah, uh, all good here. Uh, didn't catch much football this week. Cause we had two games on Sunday. Understand. Um, so, you know, I, I did what I could. I tried to watch as much football as I could. And then we were driving home during the uh, Sunday nighter in new England. And it was very interesting actually in, uh, in the Massachusetts area. Had uh, had the pleasure of of being in some in several restaurants over the weekend, and heard many fantastic conversations about how the Patriots were going to uh, beat Tom Brady and the Buccaneers because you know uh, no one knows Brady better than Belichick. So, Which I heard true. all those. I heard all that that crap from people, and you know. yeah, I mean it. it for people who watched that game, and I think over 28 million did. So it was a great game. You did too. It was a good game. And dude, Mac Jones looked incredible. For I mean, it was obviously if this was being played in Tampa Bay and it was perfect weather. I mean, the Bucks on paper should kill them. But because it was like a rainy night in New oh, England, it was, it was it was a it was a crappy day. Yeah, Brutal. <laughs> it was a crappy day. It was a bit of a crap fest game. But I mean, Mac Jones went toe to toe with the greatest player to ever step on the gridiron. So yeah. you got you got to give him kudos there. I mean, that the Pats got Brady though. Classic, you know, down down by single digits. Yeah, it's it's always like they're down by five. It's never like down by like an exact touchdown. Yeah, for they're sure. always down by like four. It's like it's like four points. You know, it's like some yeah. like, some like odd it's some weird number. number. It's and always Brady some... sneaks out a yeah. win too with that doink at the end of the game. I mean, yeah. to be fair, that was a good kick. And 54, 54 yards in the rain is a great kick. But I mean, for I mean, four fifty-four yards in the rain, it was a good kick. But unfortunately, just a little wide, and the rest is history. Yeah. Brady's so now uh, we're probably gonna probably gonna hop right in. You know that that we've all been treated to more Chargers talk. Actually, before I have a question for you, Ty. Yes. Uh, do you think there were more Raider fans? Or Charger fans at SoFi. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just curious. No, no unfortunately, I, no, 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 no. I, unfortunately, I actually do know this. It was, I think, it was 74 percent Raider fans. 
Oh, the 26. Yeah. Oh. So not the best, but that being said, the Chargers fans that were there were loud and proud. And, you know, I appreciate that. And to anyone who says they don't have fans, go to San Diego. Trust me, the fans are there, but they're not in LA. I'll be completely honest with you. Most yeah, of them are not in LA. I mean, Hey, if yeah. SoFi was in San Diego, that place would be buzzing all, all, yeah. all, all year long, but you know, just the way it is being in LA, but I, I don't know. Sure. I'm, I'm only, I'm only teasing you. The charges are off to a tremendous start. They look great. Yeah. So no, but you do have a point. I mean, that's yeah. the only downside, I guess, but I'm, I'm very proud of the boys now. Yeah. Let's jump right into it, man. How about, how about we do that? How about we do it, Locke? We got a great episode for you today. We have, obviously, we go over the top performers as usual. You know, we got some waiver wire pickups. Uh, we have a new thing where we, we're doing starts and sits. So we're going to name about five or six players that we believe that you should start or sit in the upcoming fantasy week. And then next week, we're going to look back on our predictions and see if we're just talking out of our rear end or we actually know what we were talking about. So that should be fun. And we're obviously, uh, obviously ending off with a fantasy player of the week and the fantasy question of the week. So we got a jam-packed, good content, loaded episode for all you folks at home. Trying to help the boys out a little bit in fantasy football here. Oh, yeah. Got to give you guys some advice. (laughs) So we're going to someone for top performers lock, and we're going to start off with quarterbacks. Obviously, you got Patrick Mahomes, who put up 31. You have Jalen Hurts, who had a great week. He had 28 uh, against the Chiefs, actually. um, but their defense is lacking. The Chiefs defense is lacking. So it's smart to start quarterbacks against the Kansas City Chiefs right now. Dak Prescott, 27. Aaron Rodgers, 24. Justin Herbert, 21. Lachlan, your very own Matt Ryan had 29 points against the football team who are kind of rocking right now defensively, I have to say. Uh, And then Sam Darnold with 31. Sam Darnold! Wow, that that guy can ball. That was – I watched parts of that game and there were times where, you know, when uh, Trayvon Diggs had those couple picks there. I mean, that guy, guy's nuts right now. He is. He's insane. He, he's going crazy. But uh, there were times where, you know, you saw, like, some of those throws from Darnold, and you're like, okay, you know, are we seeing a little bit of last year coming out now? And then mm-hmm. towards the end of that game, you know, it seemed like Dallas was going to really just put the boots to them and, and shut yeah. them down. And they slowly kind of came back and made that a little bit more of a respectable score mm. considering, you know, what Zeke and, and Dak and the boys on offense were doing, you know, Darnold made it somewhat interesting of a scoreline at the end, just because of what he was doing near the end of the game. So I, I thought, you know, that was really interesting to see. No, absolutely. And he did it without Christian McCaffrey. He did it without the best player on the Panthers for the last like five years. So, um, and one of the best players in the NFL, undoubtedly. So that was very impressive for them to even stick in that game. Uh, and it shows that the Panthers are actually quite a legitimate team. They're sitting at three one right now. And I mean, with that, uh, with, with the trade they pulled off last week as well with the Jags, which was mm-hmm. mind blowing, mm-hmm. mind blowing, but you know, I'm not an NFL GM. So who am I to who am I to sit here and criticize moves <laughs> like that? But you know, yeah. CJ Henderson, CJ Henderson, you know, like yeah, former first round ball. pick, and uh, you know, and him and him and JC Horn are back fully healthy again. Or when JC Horn's yeah, back sure. fully healthy, I mean, yeah, yikes. It, it looks dangerous. It looks dangerous for sure. We're gonna move on to some running backs. Starting off with the person. I believe he had the most points, Mucks running back. Lachlan, yours truly, Cordero Patterson. 
Oh, the Atlanta Falcons? What? We're gonna we're gonna talk about him a little bit later because you know we just always talk about this guy. Like it's it's nuts. That Matt Ryan was just finding him all day. Cordell yeah. Cordell looked like he was just hitting all the soft spots of that Washington defense, yeah. and it's just one of those things. Like have a day, man. You know when have a day when the ball's finding you. The ball's finding you. I mean, there, sure. there's there's nothing else nothing else to it really. I mean, still waiting for Calvin Ridley and Kyle Pitts to wake up a little bit here, but you know, as a Falcons fan, never going to complain about that. No, uh, 34.6 fantasy points for Cadero Patterson, which was insane. He had three, three receiving touchdowns and it wasn't not all dinky ones at the backfield. We're talking like, like a pretty significantly long pass for him. Pretty legit touchdowns. So yes, not quite a natural hat trick, but you know. <laughs> yeah, no, but like this is, <laughs> but this Atlanta offense is, is something on, on paper at least. Uh, the weapons that this team has. I mean, you got Mike Davis, and then you got uh, Cordell Patterson, you got Calvin Ridley, you got, um, you, you know, you got your tight end Kyle Pitts, and then you also have, fortunately, uh, Russell Gage, who hasn't been doing the greatest, and he, he's questionable for the upcoming week. But on on paper, I mean, their offense is very good. Um, moving on from the Falcons, of course. Oh my gosh, how can you not? mention austin eckler of the chargers two total touchdowns last the night 29.5 fantasy points uh, he yeah, was absolutely I... incredible yeah saquon barkley you might have seen our instagram we asked you is saquon barkley back for good personally i don't think he is just because the team he's on but he for, did have yeah, 29.6 points back for good is a yeah that's an interesting way to put it yeah but you know i mean that's like if if Daniel like is, is Daniel Jones back for good like no is that O line good no so then yeah maybe not you know yeah for sure but like regardless great game so you have to give credit where credit yeah. is due sigh yeah. of relief for fantasy managers to see that mm. oh especially my God. if you started him good on you if oh, you started him yeah seriously if if you started him that's a lot of respect there because I know some people who. Uh, have not started him in the past two, mm. two, three weeks or so, just because, you know, he hasn't been putting up what he, what he should be or what he's projected to every week. So, you know, if you, if you started him and kind of stuck out that tough stretch there and got rewarded with a nice 30 point game, then uh, good on you. Yeah. Hopefully you got the dub. If you started Saquon, then you also have just finishing off some running backs. You had Derrick Henry, 25, Najee Harris at 21, David Montgomery, 22, Kenneth Gainwell of the Eagles, who I did mention a couple of weeks ago is someone who should definitely pick up. He had 20.9 points. He started to you know, overtake Miles Sanders in terms of fantasy production. And then Locke, Jonathan Taylor's back, or at least to some extent, he had 20.4 fantasy points. So that was a good week for him, the Colts. Yeah. And uh, Naeem Hines had a bit of a rough week as well. So, I mean, they're, they were looking more to Taylor in that game anyway, but again, that Colts team, I think down the stretch this season, they're going to be a very strong team. I'd say Mm. Uh, with their receiving core and with Jonathan Taylor, I think they will be just fine. So if you have Jonathan Taylor, um, please don't hit the panic button, please, because it's really not that time yet. If Jonathan Taylor has three, maybe four more, like really horrible weeks then maybe you can move on from him but right now i would i personally would not because this colts team is just looking too good and too strong to 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 give up on a guy like jonathan taylor 
I completely agree with you for sure. So fantasy manager, don't panic just yet because he's starting to come back. Yeah, I got finishing a couple, off. Yeah. Oh yeah. Got sorry. Got go, ahead, go ahead. Go uh, ahead. Debo Samuel. Big week. Big big Third. week for the front for the uh, for the Niners. Eight receptions, 156 yards, two tight, two tight ends, two touchdowns. <laughs> um, well, that's thirty five point uh, yeah. seven fantasy points for Debo. Yeah, big, I mean, that's just big ridiculous. Week. Big week, yeah. and uh, also. Uh, James Robinson slowly kind of awake awakening now with Urban Meyer using him a little bit more uh, back to back 20 plus point games, which is encouraging, very encouraging considering he's the lone back in that Jacksonville system and the bills defense. Oh my goodness. What a day to have a day for the bills defense. Wow. It was against Davis mills and the Texans, but all that aside, that is two shutouts. They have two shutouts on the year. Yeah. It's nuts. Like uh, any NFL team would be happy with one shutout every other year, let alone two shutouts in three weeks. Yeah. And yes, Davis mills, obviously, not your household name quarterback at all. No, um, but maybe now. But conditions maybe. conditions were horrible in Buffalo. They sucked. It was just coming down out there. And it was and, very uh, worrisome too if you were a fantasy manager because yeah. literally the first play of the game, Josh Allen throws a duck. Oh my god! Middle. I watched. I watched that. Yeah. I was uh, I was eating lunch, and I and I almost like spat out my food because I was like, oh my god, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Diggs is Diggs is cutting across the middle, or D- was it Diggs or Sanders? I forget. I think it was Diggs. It, it was it was Stephon Diggs. It was just a simple yeah. end. It was yeah. it wasn't even a far throw. It was, it was like about, a it was like a seven, seven yard in. It was like a seven yeah. yard in, and he just yeah. he overthrew him by a couple feet. And you're like, okay, it's it's one yeah. of those games. It's yeah. not good, but yeah, the Bills Bills defense four interceptions. Ugh. Yucky. Oh, nasty. And a fumble so good, recovery though. and the zero points against. I mean, that's yeah. just tremendous. Yeah. Tremendous. Those defense is certainly one of the top in the NFL and something or a defense that you should be starting on a weekly on a weekly basis unless except, they face some. Ex- yeah, except really for this week because they're, they're, uh, they're on a Sunday nighter in Kansas City. So, yes. you know, they'll be, I'm very much looking forward to watching that. It'll game. be it'll be Sunday night Mahomes. So, yeah, yeah. Any, any He's starting to climb just, back. Yeah, after that Chargers game, too, he's starting to climb back. He had a great week against uh, the Eagles, uh, and so did the rest of Kansas City. Speaking of which, Tyreek Hill, 47.6 fantasy points. He had three total touchdowns, over 150 receiving yards. He only dropped one pass on the day uh, with 12 targets, so he was just absolutely incredible. He was the best player in the NFL uh, this past weekend. Um and certainly disconcerting if you're a Chargers fan or an AFC West fan like me. But, I mean, you have to, uh, once again, give credit where credit is due. Tyreek Hill, the best week in fantasy football on receiver. Just a few more names for you. You know, Terry McLaurin, 30. Uh, one of them was a fluke touchdown. I don't care. That was a fluke touchdown against the Falcons. Just in the ends. I mean, just that was, that should have been picked, to be honest, but Heineke that's, just kind of. Uh, that's, that's the Falcons secondary for you right there. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Does that sum up the season so far? Oh, gosh. Uh, and you also had Justin Jefferson at 20. DJ Moore, we mentioned the Panthers before. DJ Moore at 31. It was a huge week from DJ Moore. That's the kind of production that you fantasy managers expect from him, especially drafting him probably in the second or third round this year. Yeah, him and uh, him and Robbie Anderson had a good game. I think I feel like oh, uh, yes. Darnold and Robbie Anderson are kind of reuniting a little bit. You know, former yeah. teammates in uh, New York. 
in miserable football town, but not so miserable because both New York teams came away with a win this week. What the heck? Both in overtime too. Something we're not used to seeing. Uh, so, you know, that's a good week for New York football. Both all three teams in New York yeah, come away I mean, with a W. We're we're seeing uh we're seeing the new era, New Orleans Saints here. No, this is <laughs> yeah. no longer are the New Orleans Saints the uh you know mid two thousands to uh mid twenty tens New Orleans Saints where they just run the NFC South. Those days yeah. are uh, over, I'm afraid, for a lot of people. So yeah, and uh, you know, Jameis Winston once again did not look the greatest. I mean, that team is very questionable right now, and uh, they need they need Michael Thomas in a bad way. Yeah, for sure. Really yeah, bad even way. like look how much they're missing Emmanuel Sanders too. I mean, just yeah. guys who can produce for that team. Um, Jared Cook also gone. Guess where he went? The Chargers. Guess what he did? Put up 19 points on Monday Night Football for the touchdown reception. I mean, that guy was just sucking in everything that came his way. It, it was it was amazing to watch because Herbert had some very, very difficult throws. Um, and, you know, Cook was able to just jump up and catch catch very, uh, very long balls. So, well, I mean, it was the Raiders, the Raiders safe. line was actually a really good test for the Chargers O-line. Like, I feel that yeah. those, those two lines going head-to-head was actually a very, very good matchup. Yes. Because the Chargers have obviously made – have obviously made massive improvements to protect Herbert. Um, and, you know, the sneakiness of, uh, of the Raiders defense is kind of, is showing yeah. a little bit. Yeah, know? for sure. I mean, they had, they have an incredible defense and uh, for the first, like the Chargers scored on their opening drive, but then they, they went three and out the next five. So Gus Bradley and the Raiders defense did some, great things and the Raiders defense is someone or are a defensive unit special teams unit that you should definitely start uh, unless they're facing a high-powered offense like the Chargers or the Chiefs or something like that uh, but they are very impressive so it, it is a pretty safe option with good pass rush so you can expect to get sacks in that game for sure uh, and hopefully a couple picks uh, just to finish off some other names Jameson Crowder his first game back he had 19 points so that was that was great that's promising for for Jets fans and Jameson Crowder actually was he was like a fringe starter flex last year in all of fantasy and he was on my team uh, and, and, and helped me win some some football games there. So that was great. Uh, you know, Devonta Smith had 19 points. Corey Davis at 21, another Jets receiver. So uh, good day for the Jets. Randall Cobb at 23. Uh, Hunter Renfro, 16. So some just names that just stand out for. Now, we're going to move on to the, the waiver wire here, Lachlan. Uh, players that we think that you should pick up. We have about five or six. And number one, again, if you do not have him, pick him up. I just mentioned his name. It's Hunter Renfro uh, of the Las Vegas Raiders. He has not had a game lower than 10 points this year. He's just consistent. He had 13, 10, 18, and 16. He's getting more than he, – he hasn't gotten less than six targets a game. Uh, you know, he's running amazing routes in the game. He's run a China route at least two or three times, and two of them were for touchdowns. That route's so, nasty. No, it's so nasty. disgusting. Uh, so, I mean, you, you gotta, it's someone that you've got to look out for. And the Raiders, I mean, they have like Henry, they have Henry Ruggs and Darren Waller. So it's not like they're going to be like looking to specifically take Hunter Renfro out of the game plan because the Raiders do have weapons um, on that offense. So, and they are technically a run first team, 
even though the Derek Carr is the most passing yards in the league, they're converting to more of a passing offense, as you can definitely see now. And Hunter Renfro is someone that you'll definitely want to pick up. Locke, I believe you have the second guy out of Chicago. Yeah, Damian Williams. And this is a situation to monitor a little bit all week um, because he should be a must-add this week for fantasy managers um, with David Montgomery being out for the next couple weeks. Um, Damian Williams is going to be your number one. And now Andy, Andy Dalton, the Bears have said that he is going to be QB1 when he is healthy. Um, which means Justin Fields is back on the bench. Um, so yeah, Damian Williams right now though is listed as questionable. He received a thigh bruise in, during Sunday's win over the Lions. Um, this all coming from ESPN Fantasy Football app. So if you have any more recent news, then good on you. Thing, fair enough. Cool. Yeah. But Damian um, Williams is certainly someone that yeah. I mean, his production is growing. He had 15 points last week. So that that's easily a running back start. And again, even, even if he, let's say he, he misses a couple practices this week and is uh, put on the inactives list. Um, still keep him. Don't drop him because he's missing this week because mm-hmm. uh, Montgomery is going to be out for four or five weeks. Right. So yep. that's an extra couple weeks after after Williams misses this week, if he does, of fantasy production. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Damian Williams is definitely someone to look at. Also, someone potentially is kind of like a 2.5 on this list, you could say, is Darnell Mooney, who had 18 last week. He had 100, uh, like 150 or something around there, receiving yards, uh, 18 fantasy points. And Darnell Mooney's very talented. It's just that, that Chicago has trouble getting him the ball. Uh, so, but the thing is, cause he had such a big week, he's going to be someone who's definitely more reliable for that offense, uh, as a target besides Allen Robinson. So I can definitely see his production growing. So he is someone that you should definitely keep your eye out. Uh, and if you're looking for more wide receiver depth on your team, uh, next lock, I mentioned this name before Jamison Crowder. Uh, he had 19 points his first week back. He's, he is a very, very good wide receiver. Um, he's someone who's not the tallest, not the fastest, but he just finds a way to catch passes. Um, and you know, Zach Wilson starting to look a little bit better. Yeah. Um, so that's promising for that. He's trying, man. He, you, you can, you can see he's doing, he's doing everything he can. It's just like that O-line is just not, they're not giving him any help. And, you know, I think, I think that O-line is going to look a lot different this time next year. Um, I I think a lot of teams, you know, that are building, you know, like, like Jacksonville and, uh, and the Jets, you know, the, they're going to do kind of what the Chargers did and, you know, finish this season maybe with not the greatest record um, and put themselves in a, in a position to draft a, a top-tier O-lineman in the draft and then build their line from there to protect their quarterback, their franchise QB. So, you know, Wilson, it's it's not for a lack of trying on his end no, for at sure. all. Yeah. It's just, and I wouldn't say he's necessarily a fantasy start, but he does have the weapons out there. So maybe if if you absolutely need someone, Zach isn't the worst shout. Next lock, I believe you have a tight end out of uh, upstate New York. Yeah, Dawson Knox with a, uh, a a pretty pretty good week this week, and that Bills offense is just cooking right now. I mean, um, 
you know, the points that they, they've put up over the past couple of weeks. And Josh Allen, I mean, we mentioned the Bills defense um, and, you know, in, in really terrible conditions there, but that didn't seem to phase Josh Allen at all or Mitch Trubisky. I mean, Money Mitch getting his first <laughs> touchdown as a Buffalo Bill. How are you? That was but, a pleasure. Uh, but, you know, like it just looked like another day at the office for Josh Allen. And I'll mention another name as well in that Bill's offense, Zach Moss, too. You know, I think, and a lot of uh, the consensus really is that Zach Moss is the lead back in Buffalo, not Singletary. Um, because Zach Moss is more of a power back, I'd say. You know, he, yeah. he's, a, he's a bigger guy than Singletary. And he's perfectly capable of just running through people. And I think, you know, situationally, Josh Allen is going to look to pass first. And, you know, if he passes, he might not always hit Zach Moss. He might hit Singletary or one of his many weapons, um, Diggs, Beasley, Sanders, Knox, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, you know. Um, but for those short yardage plays, you know, like your third and three, they hand it off when, Al- when they don't always want Allen running the ball. Um, they'll look to Zach Moss as well. And again, goal line reps too. So, you know, those Dawson Knox, uh, actually gets his fair share of goal line volume. We saw that a lot last year as well, where they'd go play action and, and Knox would kind of hold his block, release his guy and, you know, walk into the end zone basically. So those two are for sure, uh, people to look out for on the waiver wire. Those are absolutely the two, and those are the last two on our list here, Locke, because you look at them, they're both touchdown dependent. However, they get the targets because Buffalo is so efficient at getting the ball into the red zone. Uh, I mean, Dawson Knox has not had a game lower than eight, and that game lower than eight, I think, was the, the game that he did get eight was week one. From then, he's had nine, then 14, and 20. So he's getting better. He had two touchdowns last game. You look at Zach Moss, he, uh, he hasn't had a game lower than 12. He had 12. 18, 15, he's had four touchdowns in his last three games and those total touchdowns because he does get some targets at the backfield. And like you said, he is, I'd say that he's the number one to Singletary because although Singletary does get the, uh, he does get, you know, a decent amount of reps, Zach Moss gets the red zone touches. He gets the goal line looks. He's the one that is actually carrying that ball into the end zone. So those are two great players on the Buffalo offense that, you know, they're going to get their fair share of chances if healthy. Um, and those are two players that we really like. Now we're we're not we're not saying that every single week Dawson Knox and Zach Moss will be your producers of your team. These guys will, especially Dawson Knox, I'd say, who is I I think he's a little bit more touchdown dependent because the carries uh, will always be there for Zach Moss. But you know, every couple of weeks Knox is due for a, a touchdown. He's, I think he's, he's very similar to what Robert Tanyan was last year in that Packers offense where, you know, down the stretch uh, when Aaron Rodgers was really making his MVP push, it seemed like Tanyan had a touchdown a game. It's, it seemed like it. And it very well could have been because he had, Oh God, what did he, he had like 10 or 11 touchdowns last year. I think it was 10. Yeah. And, and they, they weren't all like terribly difficult touchdowns either. No, a lot of them were yeah. those, those red zone. Those, it was, you motion Devonte Adams and then he just runs a, a small out or, or even a fade. So 
I mean, Tanyan, that's actually a fantastic comparison because that's that's what this this Bills offense is deadly, like last year's Green Bay's offense. So yeah. definitely, uh, like you said, not necessarily every single week. However, Dawson Knox is getting better every week, as we've seen in fantasy, and he's someone who's starting to become more reliable as, as, uh, along with Zach Moss. Now we're moving to a new segment, start versus sit. So I'm going to mention some some players here that I think you should start for this week coming up. Number one is Corey Davis versus Atlanta. Uh, because I mean, you look what Terry McLaurin, the wide receiver one on, on the football team did to Atlanta. He put up 30 points. Uh, Zach, uh, Corey Davis is a great receiver. They started to target him more. Zach Wilson's getting a bit more of a groove. I think you should start him. Uh, and then another p- person in that much as well. you got Matt Ryan facing the Jets defense. I mean, Matt Ryan should torch, that defense because of his weapons and he should just get the the production. I mean, he had 29 points last week against the football team. So he should have a a good week here. And Lachlan, let's just talk just, just, just briefly about that game because where, where is it being held? Oh, it's uh, it's in beautiful London, England, Tottenham Tottenham Hotspur stadium. The hot spurs, you got Harry Kane, get your tea, get your crumpets, and head out to the football pitch. Dude, and it's gonna be nine a blazing game. 9 30 in the morning on Sunday. Ooh, I mean, you're but, gonna be. I mean, I'm gonna be awake. No, I don't know about you. I mean, yeah. Uh yeah. actually, yes, I will, because we have uh we have a game on Sunday. So I oh I'll be wide there awake. You go. Just just have a um, bench underneath and you're... but uh you know, if you're a football fan, 9 30 in the morning. I mean, if you're, if you're going to a game, if you're going to like a one o'clock game at a stadium, you know, you can pull up at the tailgate at 8 a.m. Yeah. Throw on the 930. Throw on the 930. You're having a nice tailgate in the parking lot of, yeah. your, of your beloved stadium. So and you're then, typically tailgating if it's a one o'clock game, like four hours four hours beforehand so yeah. you're getting you're getting pretty i mean you're you're not sobering up let's just say that you're not sobering up like <laughs> That's around, all we're gonna say yeah. around 10 <laughs> in the morning i mean this game you're gonna be after getting up at like six maybe maybe five <laughs> to start pregame with your dad i don't know how big well i mean oh yeah falcons falcons and jets fans are gonna have a fun yeah. uh a, a fun one this this For week sure. but the, the the biggest question uh, is where the heck are football fans you might be asking yourself, where am I going to get my wings for that Saturday morning? I'm going to tell you exactly where I'm going to get your wings. You're going to go, you're going to get before, you're going to go, you're going to pull up the St. Louis, you're going to pull up the Buffalo Wild Wings because they're not, quite frankly, they're not opening. At yeah, I don't, think, I don't think B-dubs is serving yet at 9 a.m. No, unfortunately. You can't, you can't. So you're going to get them. Then you're going to, you're going to start cooking those things up. You're going to put them in the fridge overnight. You're going to start cooking them up. Preheat that oven at about 7 30. Oh, yeah. Oh, but about 7 dude, that's going to be, it's going to be nice. You, you put the oven around between 350 and 400 degrees Fahrenheit. I mean, you're, you're laughing by kickoff. Cause you got a nice bowl of wings. You got your beverage of choice and you're going to be up by like four or five hours, presumably by that point. So you shouldn't be feeling those morning, um, the Sunday morning scaries, the Sunday scary should squares. not, should the be, Sunday scary shouldn't be setting in until yeah. around, uh, I'd say seven o'clock, seven 30. Yeah. When you realize that you've been watching football since 9am and have done nothing with your day. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so th- that, that's our suggestion on what you should do for that game. Yeah. But uh, jokes aside, I mean, we all another start, definitely Kirk Cousins versus Detroit. Kirk Cousins, apart from last week, 
has had over 20 points each game. And yeah. like Matt Ryan to the Jets, Kirk Cousins should light up a Detroit Lions defense. And then uh, two, two more options for you. Sam Darnold versus Philadelphia. We saw what Pat Mahomes did to Philadelphia. We've seen the groove that Sam Darnold is in right now. He leads the NFL in rushing touchdowns. Excuse me, Sam Darnold. So, I mean, just like it's he's going through something right now and we're happy for him. McCaffrey's still out. So if you're looking to run the ball, they're probably going to let Sam use his legs and try to beat uh, that Philly defense. And Lachlan, finally, for starts, we're talking any Bills offensive player versus Kansas city, Kansas city is getting torched on defense. I mean, they've got to figure, they've got to figure something out because their offense, we've seen what happens when their offense does not make up for the lackluster defense. It results in a chargers win. So we're going to, they're going to have to, but no, seriously though, like, because that that's the reason why usually their offense, offensive production more than helps their lackluster defense. But now, that that's not always the case if the offense is going to be screwing up. So I like everyone on the bills this week, because chances are you're going to have lots of targets to all the top receivers, uh, except, you know, uh, <laughs> offensive production from devil, Devin Singletary, but Zach Moss, Manuel Sanders, Cole Beasley, and Stefan Diggs, of course, Dawson Knox. So those are five players yep. that definitely I would look at starting this week. Also, there's we- a, there's a lot of meaning in this game you know bills are on the road in kansas city on a sunday night prime time game facing the team that ended their season last year that's very i mean this this game's a recipe for for an absolute shootout Mm. like that like i i have the bills defense on my team and i am scrambling I'm scrambling to find a defense this week. One, because I'm last in the waiver order because I'm four and oh, um, sorry. (laughs) But (laughs) second of all, because I'm not starting the bills defense against Kansas city against Sunday night, Mahomes. Yeah. You serious? You out of your mind? Al Michaels and like anytime Chris Collinsworth is in the booth with Patrick Mahomes playing, like, it's just, you hear Chris Collinsworth's voice. Like, and it is it, you just amazing. know that Mahomes and you just know that Chris Collinsworth has not shut up about Travis Kelsey's route running yeah. the whole game. You just know yeah. that. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, Travis Kelsey's definitely one of the best in the league. I mean, he's gonna he's gonna put on his famous voice and start chatting about that Chiefs <laughs> offense. I mean, he's gonna just oh back and God. forth between those two offenses the whole game. So it should be fun, should be a fun call there. Uh Locke, we also got some sits for this week. We're sitting Trey Lance against Arizona. I'm sorry, we're doing it because Trey Lance, I don't think, is ready for that pass rush. I'm ready it for also, a hot 4 0 team. You can't really trust San Fran right now, any like in fantasy, because Kyle Shanahan just hates fantasy football with passion. He does. He just hates he doesn't it. doesn't care about your fantasy. He just hates team. it because you, you can't depend on any one running back. No. It's kind of risky a little bit to try and put all your eggs in a bat in one basket for a receiver. Yeah. You know, and, and, and then easier, not to, not to yeah. mention that they that they they run read options at the goal line with Trey Lance after Jimmy Garoppolo has played the whole game, mm. you know, and they kind of switch those two quarterbacks out and they use them interchangeably throughout the game. So Kyle Shanahan's just throwing everything in there and just seeing what works. So 
Yeah, that's true. The, he runs a very unique offense. It's kind of like last year's Colts. I mean, you'd have Phillip Rivers in there for an entire drive and you get near the goal line, you put in like Jacoby Brissett to just run run the ball. And so it's kind of like that. Um, but uh, anyways, I'm sitting Trey Lance this week if I were fantasy football managers. The entire Browns offense, I will not start against the Chargers because you saw what the, the Chargers shut out arguably the number one offense in the NFL on Monday Night Football in the, in the first half. They actually had negative yards, I believe, yeah, at one nuts. point. They had, yeah. So, and Chargers completely shut him down. Brandon Staley is one of the most brilliant minds in football, especially def- he's a defensive minded coach. Um, so, I, I really expect him to shut down the Browns' offense. And it's not like the Browns are on a hot streak. Baker Mayfield had nine fantasy points last week. Odell had about like five. None of the receivers are really going off. The team only scored 14 points last week. And the reason we were able to do that against Minnesota is because their defense, it's not like Minnesota has a phenomenal defense by any means, which they don't. So I sincerely think that you should avoid Browns players, offensive players this week. You also got Miles Sanders versus Carolina. I would sit him because Sanders production is dropping like it's hot. And then Kenneth Gainwell is actually going up in terms of production. So I don't like Miles Sanders. He only had 10 points last week. He's really starting to struggle. Noah Fant versus Pittsburgh. This is a more unique one because although Noah Fant did have 15, 16 points last week, um, this offense on Denver is starting to face real teams now. And yeah, and it's, it's Noah coming Fant, fast. It's coming it, fast it, for Denver. Walk, it's here, buddy. Yeah. I mean, they're starting to face real teams. Pittsburgh is one of the most legitimate defenses in the NFL. And I feel like this offense is extremely easy to game plan against, seeing as they don't have too, too many weapons offensively. Especially so with, Jerry, with, with Jerry Judy yes. out too as well. Yes. Doesn't help their case. Um, no. So who's who's the main guy going to be scoring for them? It's either going to be, you know, it's going to be in the backfield with Javante and Melvin Gordon. Uh, which is easier to stop for that Pittsburgh defense, Cameron Hayward. I mean, uh, you have both uh, TJ Watt, Watt, yeah, for sure. But then who are they going to be throwing to? They're going to be throwing to big tight end, no offense. So I, I don't like him this week in that matchup. He could have a good game potentially depending on what Pittsburgh defense does, but I don't think they'd be that stupid to, um, to not focus their game plan on him. And then finally also Joe Mixon versus Green Bay. I mean, this one kind of self-explanatory. Green Bay is a good defense. And Joe Mixon is dropping as well. I mean, he only had 13 points last week versus Jacksonville. So, I mean, that's not something that's impressive or something that you really want on your, on your fantasy team. So definitely Joe Mixon. So those are the starts and sits for this week. Now, Lachlan, fantasy player of the week. Can you give us one of them? Uh, I think the only option um, is Tyreek Hill, Kansas City Chiefs. We rhymed off the weekly stats at the beginning. Just ridiculous, ridiculous this week. Prayers up to anyone who was facing him in fantasy. Because um, you probably took the L. Yeah, there, there's a good chance when when he when he puts it, when any player puts up 47 mm. that you you might take a loss. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's tough day to be a manager facing, uh, facing someone that dominant. I mean, the Eagles just could not hang all day with him. It could not. I don't think he's going to have as nearly as big as a week against that Buffalo defense. That being said, I do expect around uh, half of what he got, which is still over 20. So <laughs> Tyreek Hill should have a big week. Honorable mention though. So he had 47.6 fantasy points. Honorable mention though, Lachlan to your very own Cordero Patterson, who had three total touchdowns receiving, sorry, three receiving touchdowns 
as a running back who, I mean, he's not really a running back, but he's listed as a running back in fantasy football. He had 34.6 points. So definitely an honorable mention to him. Yeah. And, uh, just, just quickly on him again. Yeah. I, this post that I saw just fascinated me. Uh, Cordell Patterson has more receiving touchdowns than DeAndre Hopkins, Travis Kelsey, Tyler Lockett, Amari Cooper, Aaron Jones, who's a running back, maybe shouldn't be on that list, but you know, they just added him for still star power. targets. Uh, Terry McLaurin and Justin Jefferson. That's no slouches on that list. More receiving yards than DeAndre Hopkins, George Kittle, and Adam Thielen. Again, a lot of stars there. Uh, more PPR fantasy points than Devonte Adams. Terry McLaurin, Justin Jefferson, Najee Harris, Aaron Jones, Travis Kelsey, Ezekiel Elliott, and DK Metcalf. That's, Lock, that's not a light. That's not a light list. That's nuts. By and, any means. and there, there is, there is multiple running backs on that list too. Multiple yeah. top running backs on that list. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's so, in, that's insane. It is insane, and I, I mean, he's definitely. The surprise player of the year so far, definitely front runner for NFL comeback player of the year. Who knew? For sure. Because, I mean, it's just, it's it's incredible what he's doing with that foul. And it's so, I mean, you wouldn't expect that out of the Falcons offense. It's so unsuspecting. No, it's not like he's not even, he's not, he's on paper. I love saying on paper because it's true. On paper, he's probably not even a top three weapon on that team. No. Coming into this, coming into the season, Yes. He was looking like a backup running back. And now all of a yeah. sudden he is like a number one receiver. <laughs> yeah. He's putting up numbers <laughs> like that. I mean, it's just, it's something so special to watch. So, yeah. As we mentioned, it, it has to be an honorable mention just because of what we thought he was going to be before the season, which is nothing to what he's blossomed into. Yeah. So, and hopefully, you know, we'll keep that production up. And I think not to 34 points a week, but I think he will to some extent. What's the, now, uh, what's, what's the question of the week here? What do we got? We got a good question, Lachlan. This is, this is a great question. Fantasy question of the week is Trey Lance worthy of picking up and or trading for. So I had to look at this more in depth. And if you look at his schedule in the next five games, he's got Arizona, then a bye week, Indianapolis, Chicago, Arizona again, and the Rams. So those are amongst some of the best defenses in the NFL. So you probably think that you do not want to pick him up. And that's why I said you should definitely not start him against Arizona upcoming. However, Trey Lance is a talented quarterback. He has a phenomenal coach in Kyle Shanahan. He's going to take that starting job over Jimmy Garoppolo. And his next five weeks after that tough game, he's got Jacksonville. He's got Minnesota, Seattle, Cincinnati, and Atlanta. Teams that he can definitely shine against kind of like Justin Herbert at the end of his, even though he did have a fantastic rookie campaign, he won the last four games of the season because the schedule wasn't the toughest defense weren't the best. Um, and he was able to pull off those wins. I, I see very similar situation here for Trey Lance. So I do think that he's worthy of picking up because he could actually, depending on how much of a hot streak he can get on, which I think I'm predicting that he could get on a pretty, uh, pretty substantial one towards the, the bottom five weeks of the season, uh, I think he could have some big weeks and he could help you win fantasy football games. So this is some guy and say you pick him up now because he is a starter. He had 20 points last week. What if he pops off and actually going against what I said, what if he actually does well against the Indianapolis of the league and the Chicago's of the league, then you have an even more valuable fantasy player. So I think regardless, it's smart to pick him up and keep him on your bench, whether that's starting him in two weeks or waiting. 
yeah. but definitely don't start him next week. So that another, is our fantasy question. Another another angle to look at this as well is you know with the 17th game being added into the NFL season. Like I know, you know, I, I've had Mahomes the past couple of years, and week 16 it's kind of a nothing week for Kelsey and Mahomes, right? Because they kind of the, they they got the division on lock, you know champagnes on ice right like just don't get injured for playoffs you know you got a week off next week don't have to play in the wild card game all that kind of stuff that division is a dogfight. yeah it's shaping up to be right now playoff spot wise so mm-hmm. i feel like a team like this next three four weeks for san fran is really gonna shape their outcome because a lot of divisional games coming up in the next couple of weeks for the, for the Niners. And also down the stretch, I feel like with the, the level that the Rams are going to be at the whole season, the way the Cardinals are playing right now and Seattle just always being Seattle, you know, it's, it's going to be a dogfight. There's, there's no doubt about it. And San Fran's going to get in the mix there a little bit too. Yeah. No doubt. Cause they have a pretty darn good team over there. They have an extremely talented roster. You know, who that, that, should have beaten the Green Bay Packers if they managed the clock better. Yeah. But the, yeah. The, that there's going to, if Trey Lance is in, he's going to be playing some very, very meaningful football down the stretch. Mm-hmm. Which, you know what? If you're in the playoffs, you're in the finals, you're going to need a quarterback that has to lay it all out on the line because those are the quarterbacks at the end of the day end of the season that get you the most points and can get you championships for sure Lachlan and like like basically right now he, he's about here the ceiling for this guy is is way up here so your your return on investment if you pick if you pick him up now or over the next couple of weeks before he gets snagged up um could be absolutely phenomenal and ginormous and could really pay you back so with that that comes to the conclusion of our episode and Lachlan we always have to remind everyone at home Thursday is friggin practically here and who is it we actually have a good game we Rams, actually have Rams and Seahawks Rams and yes. Seahawks very I'm good fired game. up for some Thursday night football thank finally, you NFL schedule talent finally finally they give us decent Thursday night game yes yes, yes. I'm very happy Happy for London. We're coming back to London. I mean, that should it's be, coming yeah. home. <laughs> yeah, it's coming home, baby. Get, get, uh, okay. get those wings ready. Man. Get those wings yeah, ready. Yeah, seriously, preheat that oven at about 745. Mm-hmm. Not degrees, of course, but no time. <laughs> you don't want just those to clarify, just yeah. to clarify. Um, <laughs> yeah, Enjoy Saturday it. night, Saturday night, order takeout from B-dubs. Order all you want. Don't eat it. That's the big mm. thing. Do not. Maybe you can have one, depending on how hungry you are. No, you, know, you I, smell see, it. You smell he, it, and you might you, want one. You, you smell it. You're gonna want one, and then all of a sudden, they're all one gone. And a, one so and a half pounds of wings is down the hatch. <laughs> <and> you're... <laughs> you're left with about four for the next morning, and you're starving. Yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, crack open your your beverages of choice with breakfast or B dubs or mm-hmm. whatever you get Saturday night that you preheat and reheat in the oven. And watch some good football Sunday because it's going to be another stellar week. Sure. And yeah, that uh, again will conclude episode number five of the Fantasy Cast. Five. five yes. Uh, thank you guys so much. As always, uh, the Fantasy Cast is powered by Shocker Sports. So for everyone on our team, the Fantasy Cast team, 
He's Ty White. I'm Lachlan McTagg, and we will see you guys next week. <laughs>